Let's pop them. I say we do. Ready? Do it up. Cheers, brother. Mm. First podcast. Here we go. My life. Let's go. Podcast number 10 for me. (laughs) We're drinking uh, RX Fit A, a little bit of creatine. A little bit of creatine, yeah. Tad bit of caffeine. 45 milligrams. Yep. That's like um, less than a half cup of coffee. Yeah. I'm I'm at the cap for today. You, you're done. I'm close to like 600 milligrams from the day. <laughs> this is a high day do you, today. Do you cap it at a certain number or just you just know when it's it's too much? Uh, I usually can tell. Like I'll start yeah. getting, if I drink the caffeine and then I get tired, that's when I know I'm done. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I drink like, I don't know, usually sometimes I'll start the day out and I'll drink it like on the weekend sometimes and yeah. I'll, I'll have like the first caffeine drink and I'll actually, I'll feel like the, the week of caffeine catching up to me on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. So it's yeah, like you yeah. got to take time off from it, I think. Oh, 100%. Couple days. I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. Like, if, if I didn't drink it at all Saturday or Sunday, I'd be like, caffeine hangover. I know. Yeah. So I drink a little bit, but I try not to drink too much Saturday mm. Sunday. Almost, yeah, same thing as like give myself a break a little mm. bit. But uh, what'd you, what did you have today? A couple pre-workouts? Or? Usually I'll do like... I drink like a Celsius in the morning. Yeah. Because I love the... Those are so good. <laughs> They're good. The flavor's bomb. Um... Uh, usually, if I don't have a Celsius, I'll just do like a couple of shots of espresso or mm-hmm. just a black coffee, and then um, Nitroflex. You know how Nitroflex yeah. goes. Yeah, gets you yeah, hooked I, up. I you know what I mean? To that, that stuff's good. Yeah. And no then, tingles either. No tingles. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't really like the tingle feel. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Um, once in a while, mm. but not like I wouldn't want it every time. But yeah. once in a while, it's something different. Sure. I actually, I, I bought beta alanine separate for a while. You can cocktail just, it. Yeah, oh, yeah, just to get a little bit of my own. Mm. Yeah. I'll do sometimes I'll do beta, agmatine, arginine, and then throw it all into the Nitroflex. It helps. It's good. Yeah, a little <laughs> pump. A little, little pump yeah. matrix, you know what I mean? So, uh, Well, uh, what, what's going on, guys? Uh, Dr. Matt here. I am the host of the Roadie Strength Podcast. I am the owner and physical therapist over at Strength and Sport. We've got a special guest today, Zach O'Connor. Um bodybuilder, trainer, gym rat, all of the above. <laughs> so without further ado, what's going on, Zach? Good to have Thanks you on. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm absolutely. excited to be on here. This is sweet. That's, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I, I, a couple under my belt. I'm no pro, but like, it flows. It's, oh, yeah. it's a good time. Um, so let's let's rip into it. Sweet. Rapid fire. Let's do it. You ready? Before we do, I want people, right. people that are listening to know... <laughs> I met Matt, what, about a year ago, officially? Because you were over at the uh, other gym. I was a Spartan before, yeah, Spartan. yeah, yeah. So when we opened Bullfrog, uh, met Matt through Jeremiah. Jeremiah was going over there, working out a little bit. And then once Matt came in, I, I lost trust with PTs and chiropractors mm-hmm. because I had a bad injury in the past. So I kind of I went a little bit off the rails with that. But reconnecting with a, a good physical therapist has been a big change. So Matt's been a, a big help over the past year. So... Hey, appreciate you, man. I appreciate that, man. <clears throat> glad, uh, glad I found you too, I and mean, like you helped me out with my training so much. Um, a big issue in CrossFit is that uh, it's all high intensity. Mm. I mean, and, and that's the name of the game. It's it's high intensity reps, but yeah. if you don't get that bodybuilding style pump training, like you, I think you miss the boat yeah. on a lot. And, Definitely. And and I've and I've heard other types of training are the same way too, like mm. um, Olympic style weightlifting, um, or just any type of type of, like hit class that you do, like. If you don't get some of that bodybuilding side training, like that's that's where you grow. That's where the muscles get stronger. That's where you heal a lot of injuries. It's it's good for your joints. So, 
that's been awesome for me. So hell yeah, and you crushed me in the workouts, which is great. I have to. <laughs> you give me no other choice. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, I yep. appreciate that, man. Thank yeah, of you. Of course. Um, so first question for you. What's that? We get the best breakfast. Best breakfast. Island. Newport. Newport on the island. On um, the island. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. yeah. I'm gonna have to stay loyal to uh, the the Quinn family. I'm gonna go with Hungry Ooh. Monkey. Hungry um, Monkey. All right. I like them. I don't really eat out all the time, but sure. when I do, if I had to pick a place to go, Hungry Monkey all day. Okay. Okay. So they're pretty good. Have you tried them? I've been there once, years and years and years ago. Yep. But gotta go back. They're good. Yeah. They're good. But um, what's the go-to there? Do you have well, I went there one time. It's kind of funny. They have this <laughs> challenge. It's called the Gorilla Challenge, and you got to. Oh, eat. I think I've seen that. It's like a plate of literally everything on the menu. It's like a huge omelet with every single thing you could imagine. And if you finish it, it's free. But if you don't, it's like 40 bucks. Oh, my God. So my, my buddy and I went in. That's a big bet. It was rough. We sat down. We were like super confident. I was like, yeah. easy. You yeah. know what I mean? I sit down. I didn't even make it through like a quarter of it. No way. It was rough. Has I, anybody been able to eat it? It said there was like 100 and I think 150 people that did it. Wow. Or, or, I, I could be wrong, but there was a there's a lot of people who tried and failed. Yeah. I was one of them. So what? it was not easy. <laughs> that would be cool if they had the stats, like how many people did it, how many people didn't do it. I think they do have that. Yeah, like I, thousands I, I had the, of people I had the numbers tried. way off, yeah. though. But. It's like only 1% can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, how about best coffee? Oh, best coffee? I'm going to be honest. I'm not really impressed Around Ooh. here, unless I haven't been put on to the right place. Okay, okay. Once you have coffee in like San Diego, or like a a place where I don't know the we- I feel like places where the weather's nice year round. Yeah, the coffee's the best. That's sure. what I've, I've noticed. Sure. I could be wrong that there might be a place I don't know about. If I had to pick a place on the island, probably uh, probably custom. Yeah, custom house. Custom, they're, yeah, they're good, good black coffee. They're the best. I like them. Ash was in here the other day, and he had a um, he brought his French press in. Oh, no way. And he had a bag of French, like, French dress from coffee, uh, custom house. Oh, good. is that like the yeah. fancy thing he brought <laughs> Yeah, he, br- oh, he yeah. brought the thing in. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good spot. I, I feel that, though, because, I mean, coffee's not made in this region. It's not. It's made in, in warm weather regions. Like, it's made in uh, Hawaii. Mm. I think there's some California beans. I could be wrong on that, but um, Guatemala, like, all, all those islands is, like, where it's made, so that makes sense. Um, How do you like your coffee? All blacked out? I usually, first cup in the morning is going to be hot. Okay. Hot coffee, black. That's just like, that gets me ready for the day. No matter what. Summertime, doesn't matter. But after that, I usually switch to iced. Nice. Usually I'll, usually always black, but every once in a while I spice it up a little bit. Okay. I put I put a little cream of sugar every once in a while. All right. But I would say 99% of the time is black. Nice. Yeah. There you go. You too? Always black. Yeah. I can't do hot <laughs> coffee. For really? Something. I can't do it. I, even if I have a shot of espresso... I'll put it in a I'll put in a uh, cup of ice right okay, away. That's good. I think the, something about hot coffee just doesn't do me right. Really? Yeah, I hate it. Obsessed with stomach, or you just don't like the taste? Or? I don't know. It's something about my, like maybe seeing my parents drink it the whole life. You know yeah, what I mean? I don't yeah. want to feel like a middle aged person drinking black <laughs> coffee all the time. You know what I mean? Or yeah. hot coffee. I like drinking cold coffee. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. But. I feel you on that. Um, we'll, we'll hit the next question. Yeah. What's up? Favorite gym sneaker. Barefoot. You've, you've switched. You've switched back and forth. I, Barefoot I feel all day. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten the best workouts in, especially legs with no shoes on. And I know that's mm. probably not the cleanest way to be about things with, in the gym because you mm. know. But um, I've always 
played around with different sneakers. I had bad injuries, so the flat shoes, in my opinion, are probably the best for like compound lifting. Totally, yeah. But if you got bad hips and back, it was causing a lot of pain, mm. so I had to switch to sneakers. But every time I go barefoot, for some reason, I feel I feel the ground mm. and I just feel like everything's right. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So mm -hmm. I feel the the mind to muscle connection better too. Oh, totally. I, I know it sounds weird, but it you can feel it a lot better. Um, and I've also trained a couple of times with like a wooden shoe. Um, it was like a wooden lifting shoe. It was like an oh, old school yeah, lifting yeah. shoe. Yep. It was at a gym I used to go to, and you felt the difference. Like yeah. something about like, Tom Platt, the guy that I that I've been listening to for a while. He talks mm. about how he never ever would go a day without squatting without wood under his feet. Wow. And that's you know every every platform you see is all wood. wood. So, it's wood. Yeah. I think you get a better um, like feel. You do. Yeah, you get yep. a better feel for it. It's something to do. I don't know the exact science behind I don't the either. wood, but he talks about how um, they proved it. There was something about how the wood, by pressing through the wood, there's there's actually more force that can be generated. Oh, that would make sense. Something to do with the wood. That makes sense. I don't know the science behind it, but... I mean, if you want to over, over, over-exaggerate it, if you're yeah. on rubber and you're pushing in, there's got to be some, like, yep. pushing into rubber. Absolutely. It's compressing a little bit. But wood is just like it's hard, you know. You're not. Yeah. Really, you don't. Have to be Something to do it. with it. Though. So that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That makes sense to yep. me. Interesting. It's cool. I haven't tried. Those wooden sneakers are actually really hard to find. They're expensive too. They're very expensive. They're rare. They're rare. They're rare. They don't make them anymore. They don't. Who used to make them? There was a brand. Adidas made, used to make them. There, there was, there's a couple different brands that used to make them, but Adidas used to make them. And if you were to find a brand of them, they're like they're hundreds of dollars. Because they stopped making them. They're all. Um, like uh, I think really really hard plastics now, or or some similar compound. Yeah, <laughs> barefoot. Yeah, unless I mean I could be wrong. Maybe they had like they they reintroduced them. Maybe there's a company that reintroduced them, but I haven't seen them. You want to know something funny? Yeah. Sometimes I work out in flip flops. Okay. I ain't even playing. <laughs> okay. Um, I got like this crazy mentality, and and when I go really intense sometimes before a workout, um, I like to have some sort of like balancing aspect to my mindset so i'll keep the flip-flops on because they keep me in some sort of like a chilled out mindset at the mm, same time mm. so i'm not too crazy mm. but working out yeah like if i'm doing arms or shoulders yeah something about wearing flip-flops man you know yeah, like, like my brother that. my brother jeremiah used to he used to go like before wrestling matches he would wear jeans right and it would keep him like relaxed right you know what i mean right so it's, it's kind of weird but it, it's no, a weird little, that makes sense i don't know um, it's hard to explain they say uh i mean they said this even before like the whole working from home pandemic thing but like if you're at home and you're taking like a business call and you're in a shirt and tie you're gonna act you're gonna sound more professional yeah if you're taking a business call at home and you're in like sweatpants and no shirt it's just you're gonna just that the attitude of like how you feel is gonna come off on the phone Easily. for a lot of times. Yep. So like that makes sense to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. What what you wear can like have an effect on uh, how you act and how you. Don't feel. lift. Don't deadlift. Don't squat. And nobody in flip flops. Don't, don't <laughs> no, 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 no. But if but you're doing curls. Don't bare flip flop on. Barefoot you know deadlift. A lot of people do that. Yeah. 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 Barefoot squat. Yeah, Arnold, all those guys, they used to squat no shoes back yeah. in the seventies. That was yeah. the way they did it. It was pretty cool. That is cool. You know, remember pumping iron. Oh, yeah. I never saw a shoe on those guys. Not a single time. <laughs> That's you true. Know? That's but. true. Uh, all right, let's hit it. Next question. Favorite piece of cardio equipment? Stairmaster all day. Yeah? Yeah, I just like the concept of it. It's For me, it's, um, it's the most... For somebody who comes in the gym for their first time, mm. I find it to be the hardest thing for somebody. Because mm. if you go on any other piece... 
you can f- kind of find a way. We talked about this. You mm-hmm. can kind of find a way to like slack a little bit mm-hmm. in a way. You can mm-hmm. walk. You can do whatever. But on the stairmaster, you're fighting gravity. Yeah. To like the most extreme level. I'm, there's another. I mean, the Jacob's ladder is insane. But not yeah. every gym has them. Yeah. But if you had to pick, you know, like most common um, machines, I'd say the stairs because you're fighting. One, you're fighting gravity, and two, I mean, if you you could barely hold on, but it's still mad mad mm-hmm. difficult at the at the same time. Um, we yeah, use the stairs as like the tool yeah. for every show, every time. Really? Oh yeah, that's like our cardio tool. You could do other forms of cardio, but for some reason, it just it's kind of like a tradition for us. Mm. So, yeah. How about yeah. you? And it, it sets the. Uh, oh, I gotta go. Um, fair piece. I like the rower. Yeah. I, I did like some rowing in high school, so yeah. I I feel like technically very proficient proficient with it. Mm. Like I feel my te- my technique is very good. So, yep. and I can pull really hard on it. Um, no, I mean compared to other rowers, I'm I'm nothing special. But compared to an average person, like I can I can pull really hard on it, which I. Hmm. So if it's in like a, uh, some sort of crossfit workout, like competition style workout, like the rowers where I really excel. Don't they? Isn't that what they do in competition? Right? Oh Mostly yeah, rowing, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. more ideal, right? <laughs> yeah. So I love the and it, mm. and it feels good in the joints, pretty mm. low impact, and you can really push hard on it. So I like it. I like taking people like, especially new clients, when they'll come in and they're about to do a back workout, I'll throw them on the rower. Yeah, because it just gets it gets everything going. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a good way to warm the back up too. Yeah, so. that's true. It's a, it's a big hinge, mm. big hinge through your back. It but it's mostly legs. It's mostly leg mostly power. Yeah, the back hinges. Yeah, finish yep. with the arms. Good. A lot of people yeah. pull all arms, and it's not the way to do it. Yeah, it's a finish with the arms. Um, that's interesting you said about the stairs too, though, because it makes sense. Because with a lot of equipment, I mean, minus a treadmill, you your body kind of sets the pace of the speed. Yeah. But with the stairs, you click the button. That's that's the pace. You yeah. better you better keep up or you're going down. If you go, you can even go like level five. Yeah. Real slow. Yeah. You just take your hands off. Yeah. And I, sometimes I'll be like, "Yeah, we're going slow. We're gonna hold a twenty pound dumbbell. Yeah. We're gonna walk up these stairs for five minutes. Yeah. You'll be t- you'll be dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Uh, yeah, stairs are tough. Yeah, they're yeah. good, and it makes sense for a beginner because I mean. You don't need to have a lot of technique. Oh, yeah. Everyone can climb stairs. Mm. It's a good <laughs> way to get it, it a lot hard. of people when they start working out, too. Like, they don't, most people I've noticed, they have zip, like pretty much no leg strength. Mm. Like, they never, yeah. most people that come from like a very minimal gym background, yeah. they mostly train upper body. They don't really know how to oh, train yeah. their legs. So, when they get on the stair, it's a good way to warm the, warm the legs up, get the body going. Yeah. So, it's a good piece. Nice. I like it. I like it. All right. <clears throat> now, the, uh, the yin to the yang to that question. Mm. Favorite strength equipment, or and, and we'll we'll add a part B to that. Or right. just favorite, just favorite. Favorite. Well, can we go freeway and machine, or can we go? Is that to be one? All right, we'll, we'll go freeway and machine. Go freeway? Yeah, one, okay. one each, one each. Um, freeway. Man, I love barbells. I really mm-hmm. do, but I'm gonna have to go with dumbbells. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because you can just do a lot more with them. In my sure. Opinion. Um. But you can do a lot with barbells as well. Yep. And uh, for machine, I love back day. That yeah. hammer row we got upstairs. Oh, man, that thing's awesome. The isolateral seated hammer strength row, my favorite piece. I, yeah. I started, when I started bodybuilding, that was my, like, favorite machine to do. Yeah. And, like, to this day, I love it. To this, you can load so much on that machine and just... I think the hammer strength are great machines. Yeah, because it's low risk, high reward. Exactly. You know what I mean? You're getting, exactly. you're getting like max gains from those machines. Yeah. You're doing right, and right. you're not gonna hurt yourself. You know what I mean? And and I love how I mean a lot of machines, especially if you go to a place like Planet Fitness, mm. a lot of it's just all locked into place. Yeah. So you could be pushing ninety percent with your right arm 
and your left arm is going for the ride. Yeah, you, you don't wouldn't really, even know. You don't know it. You wouldn't even know. Hammer strength, it's different. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like simulating free weights yeah. in a locked position. In a locked position. So you can't so, maneuver. But High reward, low risk. It is. It is. <laughs> but for different body types, like that machine, I mean, I feel like that one's pretty good for most body types. But yeah. most machines are, for some people, they don't work for certain people. But for others, they work for better. So that's why free weights are always, you know, the gold mine because right. everybody's different. We all have different limbs, different mm-hmm. physiques. So I think the... You know, I mean, everybody can find a way to use any kind of machine. But sure, sure. I'd have to say that back row. How about you? What's your favorite one? If you had to pick one, you could only use one for machine? machine for the rest of your life. What would for it machine? be? Yeah. Uh, let's see. That's a good question. For strength, for strength machine. Any kind of machine. It could be a calf machine. Whatever you think. Whatever you feel like the. If you had to pick it forever, you couldn't do anything else. Nothing else. As much as I hate it. I don't even know if I can say it out loud. The hack squat. Let's go. <laughs> as much as I, I hate it. I trained you well. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you messed I up. Just because I'm thinking compound, like yeah. working most of the body with yeah. that. And uh, I like that better than the leg press. I think, I don't, I might be wrong. Did when, we, when I trained you for the first time, had you ever done a hack squat? No. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> it's helped your knees out right? yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's been good. good. It's been good. It's a crazy machine. A lot of people are scared of it. Yeah, it's... It's intimidating for it people is, that don't know what is, they're doing. It is. It's a little freaky looking. It is. But it works. It's tough. It's Especially that, the one we got upstairs because it's a 60 degree. Yeah. So it's like a, this, it's a steeper one. Usually yeah. in like regular gyms, you get the, I think it's 40 degree hack squats. So it's a little a little bit less on the back and knees. Mm. That one throws you right in the deep end. Yeah. That thing's tough. <laughs> You're going right in. Yeah. <laughs> Learn how to swim, buddy. Yep. <laughs> Nice. So, and then part part B, kind of a apocalyptic end of the world question. Ooh. One piece of equipment you have the rest of your life. What do you What are you taking? Well, probably if I had to pick one thing to keep forever and couldn't do anything else, ooh, probably. Uh, I mean, if we're talking apocalypse, we're not going to need to be looking <laughs> like a bodybuilder. We're going to need to be lean, True. mean, shredded up, ready right? to fight off zombies. Shape. So I'd probably say a multi pull-up unit with a dip attached to it. Nice. Now, you know what I'm talking okay. about? That's so, cheating, so but I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah, combo, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Or just dumbbells, man. You All know right. what I mean? All right. Give me like 40 or 50-pound dumbbells and I'm happy. Yeah. I can Two. do everything with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? so, yeah. Perfect. But I like it. Those are good answers. I'd probably, I'd say dumbbells. Dumbbells. I like yeah. that. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff you can do with dumbbells. Everything. All right, we're step we're stepping away from the gym rapid fire for a mm-hmm. second. We're getting to look a little uh, what you got? pop culture. All right, let's see it. Celebrity crush. Celebrity crush. Oof. Probably. I mean, we all agree on this. First time you watch Transformers. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Megan Fox. Of course. Um. Yeah, Megan Fox. Hundred percent. Yeah. Since I was little, you know what I mean. That was yeah. like the OG. That was the OG crush from like middle school. Seriously, you know? Megan Fox. How about you? Who's your celebrity crush? Let's oh man, <clears throat> I think Megan Fox is a good a good one. Um, I also go towards like athletics. Okay. When I think of it. Yep. Um, I'm just, I'm, I've been watching a lot of Olympics lately. I gotta say, Maddie Rogers. She's a uh, She's Olympic weightlifter, crushing it, really strong, super like she yeah, gold. beautiful. Um, she uh, did not. She was getting. She was in a position where she could have medaled. Um, did really well in her um, 
She made a good comeback. She, I think she missed. She, so you have three lifts for snatch, three lifts for clean and jerk. I think she hit two of her snatch. I could be wrong on that. And she hit, she, I think she missed her first two clean and jerks. Mm-hmm. And then it was a do or die moment. She had to hit her last one or she wasn't even going to have like a qualify oh. as a total. And she came out like, I mean, you're exhausted at that point. Yeah. And she came try. out like, like basically wa- eyes watering, like oh. just fucking pissed. And like, and, and crushed it. I'm like, let's go. Right. Yeah. So she wasn't, she wasn't happy with her performance, but. The fact that we got some U.S. men and women on the Olympic squad in general is like I'm happy with because that's not how it's been the past few years. So I'm guilty. Yeah, I'm so I, haven't been, I haven't been watching it. So yeah, like I feel yeah. Bad. I've been sending you some you screenshots. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that that's that's uh, that's mine. Hmm. And this this next question kind of relates into that favorite okay. athlete. Favorite athlete. Okay, I got a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite athlete growing up. A lot of people ain't gonna like this, but Mayweather because. Okay. I Money Mayweather. To, Money Mayweather. I used to love watching him fight because, you know, everybody when they tune into boxing, they're casuals. They want to see a knockout. They want to see a knockout. But I used to love watching the art of boxing. I used to like mm. watching, you know, somebody go out there against, you know, the best in the world and, you know, go out there to try to, you know, hit somebody else and not get hit back by literally the best people on the planet. Yeah. This guy did that for his whole career, never lost. Yeah. So I thought that was crazy. He beat 16 world champs in a row in his prime. No one's ever done that. So, gonna give it to him. Um, I he has a lot of videos on YouTube. I used to watch like motivational workout videos. That oh yeah. Me up when I first started working out, so he was one of my people, mm-hmm. and I love this cockiness. I love the way he used to. Because he, if you think about it, the everybody's like Conor McGregor is like mm-hmm. the group, the best trash talker, and he probably is. But it all started with Ali. Oh yeah, and then Ali talked all like that a butterfly all, all, all that trash, and then he he got. All Let the, me tell you how great I am. Yep, and then you got <laughs> and then Mayweather used to like he talks about how he took all these different great fighters, including Ali's personality, and put it into himself and made himself this like you know like combo fighter, everything everything all in one. So watching that like growing up, you know, I was able to see like the back end of his career as a little mm. as a younger kid. So um, it was pretty cool seeing all that, and then. Uh, if I had to pick somebody else, probably Jules. Jules Yeah, just because of how tough he is. He is tough, you know? dude. He's a tough player. And, and the problem with Jules is he was he was always in the in the shadows of Brady when Brady was playing for the Patriots. Yeah, it's like we didn't appreciate him that much. No. You know what I mean? Because no. he's such a beast, and Brady was Brady was the head of attention. But yeah, everybody forgets how clutch. Oh, he was a huge huge impact player for. He wouldn't have won half of those. I mean, no, all those slot passes like. The outside, yeah. like just like oh, yeah. the quick routes, like slant, like routes. All like, those games. Yeah. Seattle Super Bowl. I mean, crazy. Dude. The catch against the Falcons. The catch. The playoff games. People, everybody forgets. But hey, yeah. I miss him. I'm sad he's retired. He's yeah. one of my favorites. How about you? Who's your favorite athlete? Um, let's see. So I mean, Brady. Brady's an obvious one. Of I got the. Uh, I got the TB12 book right here for the for the uh, video watchers. Can you tell him a little? I'm still a little butthurt. He left. I'm still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I'm a I'm a slight Bucks fan now, Are but you? I mean, I know I just like to watch Brady win you and Gronk yeah, and Gronk's down there. Yep. Um, so I I mean he he'd be my number one. Um, let's see if I had to pick a second. Uh, I mean, he's. He's not the most popular guy in the world right now, but I love Conor McGregor. Okay. Dude, he's he's a uh, he's super a tough, entertaining. Dude, he's super yeah. entertaining. He knows how to sell a fight. Yep. Um, 
I think he uh, he's gonna be if he continues his career, he's gonna be in a in a tough spot. He's gonna just kind of think it's gonna be hard for him to win fights, but oh, yeah. um, I, th- I think he can make a comeback. Yeah, yeah, I think, think so? I think he may come back. He's got a titanium rod in his leg. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> he has a titanium rod. So I, I mean, right. that's fair. He's had it. He has. He's had issues with that leg, and now that leg's fixed. I think. Uh, I think he's gonna be good to go. So uh, yeah, he's a he's a hard worker. I remember. Did you see? You saw his uh, documentary. Oh yeah. He trains, he's man. Good. He, he trains. trains hard. He trains jujitsu. He trains sparring. Here's the problem, though. He's gonna be inactive. All these Conor McGregor fans listening, you you don't realize <laughs> that, you know. The sport of MMA, I mean, on on an evolutionary status, like has think about the last five years. I mean, think about five years ago when Connor was tearing through the division, mm. one forty five, went to one fifty five, and then went away from MMA, boxed Floyd, mm-hmm. and then came back. Wasn't really the same fighter. No, it wasn't compared to where he was before he went. And boxed. After that match, he wasn't the same. Just not the same. And I feel like once you get all that money, it's not the same. But. Hey, I mean, I'm open for it. I'd like to see him come back, make a comeback. It'd be great, but uh, Dustin's a Dustin's a killer, Dustin's man. Dustin's a killer. Dustin, you ain't beating Dustin. And also, after he after he fought Khabib, he was even less of less of the same. I feel like because yeah. he just got murdered well, by Khabib. No, one, no one's beating Khabib. <laughs> Khabib's like right up here. Yeah, you know, it wasn't even close. I'm excited to see his uh, his training partner start sparring. Has he fought yeah. yet? Um, who Khabib's training partner? Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, which one? Because he had a bunch of them. <laughs> oh, I didn't isn't. even know. I thought it was one guy who was like the spotlight guy. That was oh, I, was, I think it's, um, what's his face? His name, I'm drawing a blank right now on his name. But um, I think he just won like two it. weeks ago. Look at him. Because um, he's, he's going to be, uh, I think he's going to be. Yeah, I'm dead right now. I can't believe it. I can't remember his name. Training Zabit? partner. No, not to be. Um, he just fought like three weeks ago. Uh is it Islam? Yes, Makayev. Yeah, Islam Makayev. Okay. Islam okay. Nasty. I honestly I haven't really watched him too much. Yeah, yeah. But um, I watched his last fight, and he's pretty nasty. Um, yeah, he's gonna be a problem. I mean, he'll be a problem for sure. Those Dagestan guys are insane. <laughs> Something in the water. They're best wrestlers there. in the world. Yeah. You, know, you came and like he, think about this. You have three hundred and twenty something million people, or however many people are in our country, and we only have. I think we have less than 20 world champions active, maybe less. Mm-hmm. Dagestan, a population, I think, is less than 2,000 people in this small town where Khabib's from. And they have, I think, over 25 or 30 world champions. Jeez. I mean, crazy. He's, he was beaten on D1 All-American wrestlers, you know? No problem. Justin Gaethje, killing him. So, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. So, Khabib's the, I mean, people call him the GOAT, but who do you think's the GOAT <laughs> if you had to pick? For UFC? Yeah, MMA, all of MMA. I, I mean, I love John Bon Jones. <laughs> Johnny Bones, baby. John Bones, yeah. Man. I love him. I agree. He's the king. Um, he's he's just waiting for a fight right now, isn't he? Yeah. He's waiting for Heavy someone weight. to fight him. He's, he's waiting to get paid, right? Yeah. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. I know. So. <laughs> I think he's the GOAT. I mean, I love... Um, uh, Can't beat his resume. No. He's got the best resume. No. Um, George St. Pierre. GSP. He's in the GOAT talk, yep. you know? I mean, Khabib, Khabib's an obvious one, but he, I mean, because he, he retired, like, mm. at a relatively, like, young career standpoint, yeah. like... His resume, like, Khabib's, yeah. if you took, like, his skill, I think, like, pound for pound, mm. I think he's the most dominant as far as skill goes. Like, just talking pound for pound fight, if you have to build a fighter, I'd take Khabib all day, but John, 
he's the most dominant when you really think about it. He's only had two fights where it was like questionable. GSP, we've seen him lose, but avenged all of his losses. He's a, I mean, mm. but I don't know. I think Khabib needs to come back, get a couple yeah, more wins. Yeah, yeah. I, mean? I want to see Khabib fight again. I love it's, Khabib. What is so? It was his mother that told him not to fight again? So his father passed away, and he yeah. and he promised his mom, his mom, that he would fight again. I believe. So Dana White's probably calling his mom every day. I know. <laughs> hey, they have an honor code. They're like once they say something yeah, like that, they yeah. don't. Then he does seem like that very, very honorable. Yeah. Like his word is the most yeah. important thing. It looks like he's living. He looks like he's living through his new, his upcoming dudes because yeah. he's been coaching yeah. all those dudes. And he's so. been um, commentating a little bit too. Yes, yeah, he's been it's cool. A couple of fights, so yeah, that's that's exciting. Mm. Yeah, so I'd, I'd go Brady, um, McGregor. I mean, Khabib's a favorite too. Honestly, you gotta love him. George you Saint Pierre, him. I like GSP, him. Yeah, you love him too. Um, he's the man. Re- new recent favorite since they got into jujitsu, um, Gordon Ryan. All day, <laughs> Gordon Ryan, baby. He's a man. He he could fight MMA. He should. <laughs> he would kill people. Yeah. yeah, just learn some striking, which he probably I already he, does. I think he does already he strike. Does. Like, he I've seen him, does. I've seen him throw hands. He looks pretty good. Yeah, you know what I mean. But John Donaher is a striking coach too. So when you, when you think about it, though, like he doesn't. I mean, he needs striking, but like his level of grappling, all he's gonna do is get past the first like ten seconds. Once he yeah. clinches with somebody, it's over. Yeah. Done, you know? Dude, the stories of him, like, saying how, like, <clears throat> he'd go up to the judges beforehand, draw a triangle, fold it up, and say, open this after uh, after the match is over. So he predict his finish. Yeah. Have That's you heard that? I think I heard him talk about <laughs> that, but, like, a while ago when he was just starting. Because I've been listening to him for a while. He's the yeah, man. yeah. He's cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Super cocky. He moved right out of New York. I love how He's cocky in Texas. He is. Yeah. He hates New York. <laughs> he hates, he hates New, New York. York. <laughs> it was funny, the podcast that him and um, John Donaher were on. They were on back-to-back podcasts yep. with Joe Rogan. John Donaher's like, oh, I love New York, blah, blah. Next podcast, he's talking about, I hate New York. Yep. Like, I want to get out of here. Terrible. Like, I'm living in Jersey and driving in. Like, yep. They were in Puerto Rico for a while. Now I, know. I think now they're in Texas. I don't blame them. Um, but yeah, yeah. he's he's another favorite. I'm trying to think any other um any other big sports that I uh Well, we can't forget but... childhood favorite, David Ortiz. Oh Let's man, big poppy. Yeah. Big poppy. You can't yeah. forget about him. You yeah. Know? He was he was fun to watch. Him and Manny Ramirez. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> little little Yep. Pine tar in the helmet. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but watching the Red Sox games when I was little, when I, you know when they go to commercial break before the, the Red Sox would bat, and you'd see like the score, and then underneath it would show you the guys coming up? I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on deck or whatever. Yeah. Whenever I'd see Ortiz, I would always make sure I wouldn't miss it. Like I would yeah. get, I would get so excited because I'd be like, "Home run's up home. next, <laughs> always." Yeah. Run whenever there was a clutch moment, yeah, he was up. You already knew what was gonna happen. Yeah. you know what I mean? It's crazy. He got, he, he's like Brady in a way. He is. The more clutch the moment get, the more you knew he was gonna perform well. Yeah, every time, every Nuts. time. It takes crazy. a certain kind of person. Like I know, you gotta have like ice, like water in your in your veins. Like Insane. it's like Insane. <laughs> like the pressure. I tell you, I met him you. when I was little. Ortiz? Yeah. No. So I was so my uh, my uncle used to be CEO of the Kona um, Bat Factory. They were located in <laughs> Fall River. And wait, is that still around? I, I drove by that the other day. I drove by a bat factory in Fall River. I'm like, no what shit. the hell is a bat factory doing in Fall River? Yeah, yeah. They, so it looked like there were bats in there. I think it might. I think they got. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what happened. Maybe with they them. got bought out. They got, maybe got bought out, but. Like this was like 12, 13 years ago. I was a little kid. I was like third. Yeah. I was like in like third and fourth grade, and uh, I remember, you know, my uncle called us and he was like, "Yo, uh, 
David Ortiz is coming, and Miguel Cabrera, too. Oh, yeah? And we didn't care about him, though, at the yeah. time. We were all about Ortiz, <laughs> and he was yeah. like, yo, come meet David Ortiz. He might get an autograph. He's going to be at the grand opening for the for the company. Wow. So we got there. There was probably, like, 100 people there, like, trying to get signatures. And David Ortiz gets out of his limo and walks past the crowd, and he's walking past, and some kid reached out to, like, it was like a mini baseball bat to get a signature and hit me in the head by accident. And Ortiz saw me get hit in the head. So I was like stunned because he nailed me. And he put his hand on my head. He's like, you okay, buddy? And my, my brother and I, like, we got walked to the back of the building. Yeah. And I got to sit in his limo and they put ice on my head. And I remember in his limo? In his limo, like on the, on the outside, like, on the, like the door open and all that. Oh, and I'm funny. sitting there like blown away. Yeah. I'm like, David Ortiz just gave me an ice pack. Like, what is going on right now? My <laughs> life is not real. And That's funny. Like, he was super cool. I'm, I probably talked to him for like a minute. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. two days later, I'm, I'm at home. I'm watching the Red Sox game. And I watched him hit a walk-off. And I was like, I'm not washing my hair for two weeks. Yeah, like, right. This dude touched my head. Like, he's luck in that sweat. <laughs> so, dude, that's funny. Yep. That's funny. I haven't, uh, I haven't had too many, like, close, like, celebrity, like, encounters I think yeah. the closest thing for me was, uh, I mean, Jay Leno's obviously in, like, the Newport area. Oh, yeah. He lives down here now. Yep. And um, we were sitting at Leo's Market, me and two other buddies. We just come out of CrossFit, and we we're, were getting food. You know where Leo's Market is on Broadway? It's right next to Ben's Chili Dogs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah so like, you, you, can, you can go in there. It's a market, but there's, like, a burrito shop in there. We mm. sit in there eating burrito. And uh, this guy, like, kind of hustles by, big guy in a suit, and, like, looks almost like i don't know either he's like kind of drunk or like he's just like out of shape and he's like panting but he's like booked it by and i look at my buddy's like was that jaylen no <laughs> like yeah it was <laughs> and come to find out the reason he was walking down broadway is because yeah. he was doing a, a show at the um the bit house oh no uh, way the theater oh, the little cool. comedy theater right there so i was able to uh to say, okay, yeah, that was him. It wasn't just a look like. Like, it's cool when you meet people like that. I <laughs> yeah, mean, especially Ortiz because he's David Ortiz. I was like, I don't know. It's just it's something. Yeah, it's yeah. more than just meeting a normal person. Right, it's somebody who's starstruck a little bit. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Can't even explain it. Um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna switch uh, topics just a little bit. Let's do it. Um, traveling. Where's where's the place you traveled most recently? Florida. Yeah, that's your spot. That's the place, man. Fort Lauderdale. Anywhere in Florida, honestly. <laughs> it's a free country down there. Right yeah. now. I love it. It's nice. Weather's good. Um, how about you? Um, let's see. I was in Charleston, mm-hmm. South Carolina. I think that was the most recently place, place I traveled. I'm going to Dallas, Texas um, in September for a conference. Um, and then I'm going to uh, Vegas um, for my buddy's 40th. Can I do that? Oh yeah, yeah, you're good. <laughs> I'm going to Vegas um, uh, in October. You been before? Never. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not a gambler though. I went one time. I'm not a gambler. So I had a bad experience. <laughs> oh, God. I feel weird. like yeah, it's a fifty-fifty shot. It's a weird. It's a weird. Like you're driving through the desert. Actually, yeah. it wasn't a bad experience. But yeah. driving through the desert and it's just like mountains and shit, and then all of a sudden you just see a city come out. It's like a, it, literally when you hear like. Elon Musk talk about how we're in a simulation. Yeah. If you drive from California to Vegas, it you will believe like that theory. Yeah. Because it doesn't make any sense how, I mean, I'm sure there's answers, but like, it doesn't make any sense how they built a city in the middle of the desert like that. It's crazy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's huge, too. Like, it lights up. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's cool, too, because when you're driving through the highway, through the desert, you can't see the city, but there's like, everything's dark except one part 
you know, and you can see because the light from the city is lighting up the sky, and it's right. like it's like bright, really bright, like not, so like you've never wild. seen like a lot of light pollution. It's pretty cool, right? So isn't, isn't like that it. nuts? He thinks is he, he actually believes we're in a simulation, Elon Musk. I mean, it's a we val- probably are. It's a valid like. I mean, it's. I mean, there's an argument for it. We but probably I, are. But I'm surprised. Like he, that's like has his belief. He's like, yes, we're in a simulation. I think when you're, I don't know. I th- I feel like. I don't know. Like, I think they talk about how it's more of a chance of us being in one than us not being in one. Because if you yeah. think about us not being in one, then what's the answer? Or the, what the hell are we in then? Yeah. You know what I mean? But um. And there's another podcast with um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. And he's like, nah, dude, there's no, there's no way. Like, yeah. So there's a, there's a side yeah. forward against He's it. a hater, though. He don't, like, <laughs> he don't like UFOs either. You know that, no, right? no. He's yeah. like anti-UFO. Yeah, yeah. You know? His, his debate to UFOs is like, because we have all this technology nowadays and we can't, you know, we don't have any vid- modern videos of UFOs yeah. nowadays. Yeah. We have all these phones. But I'm yeah. like, if you see a UFO... You probably see it so quick. You don't have time to take your phone out. You know what I mean? So that's a terrible argument. You know what's actually nuts? I was driving home with... Um, we went on a double date the other night, uh, last weekend. We were driving home and uh, Warwick, I think it was like route, route, post, uh, post road, Route 1. Yeah, so yeah. it's not a real highway, but it's a super long road. I think it goes from like Maine to like uh, Florida, yeah. Route 1. And uh, But we're in Warwick. It's like a super, super small road. And literally, in like almost slow motion, this like ball of blue fire comes from literally a direct diagonal to the right to the left, like exactly over where we're driving. That was that was on uh, Saturday night, right? Was it Saturday night or Friday night, something like that? I think it was on Friday night. Yeah, because because my brother said he saw it too. What? And everybody on West Main Road stopped their cars. It was right near Raytheon, like you could see it. So. The, dude, I, I, was it a meteor? What was it? They said it was a meteor, but who knows? You never dude, know. Dude, I was like, some dude, Transformers it was like, shit going it on. was like slow motion. Yeah, like it wasn't like a, it was like I was like almost like I stopped my car, I'm just like watching it so go you saw across, it. dude. Yeah, like wow, yeah. Why you, you should have told me about this? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> and then <laughs> I look at this shit. And I look at my girlfriend, and she saw it too. She's yeah. like, oh, that was a, probably a meteor. Yep. I'm like, oh, I, I've never seen a meteor before. Like, how crazy is that? And then we started getting off on side topics because she works at Providence Diamond. And she's like, yeah, meteors, like, they happen and, like, they're super rare. But, like, because I work for a Rolex dealer, there's some Rolexes, they put, like, little pieces of meteorite in there. Like, yeah, it's like, I'm like, that's pretty sick. Some, like, it's still some alien shit, though. Yeah. Think about it from somewhere else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so, that's crazy. Dude, yeah. So, um, did I even get to my, where I mostly traveled? Oh, Vegas. That's where I was. Sorry. Vegas. Yeah. yeah. All right. You'll like it. Yeah. It's yeah. dope. It's cool. It's a cool place. Just yeah. stay on the strip. Yeah, I mean Don't leave the strip. I'm I'm going with a couple people. I'm going with a buddy of mine who doesn't even drink, so um and I'm I'm not I'm not one to like at this point in my life be like a huge partier anyway, mm. so I mean I'm more like into like into fitness and stuff like that. Yeah. So we might drop into a gym down there. We might go like hike, good some good hiking spots down there too. Yep. I mean obviously we'll we'll check out the casinos downtown. But like go to Red Rocks. Yeah. Red Rocks is uh my girlfriend brought me there. We went there together and it is like when I tell you is the coolest thing. Like when you get there, these rocks are so big you never seen like we're from Rhode Island. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? You're from Mass, but like yeah. we've never seen rocks that big in our yeah. lives. You see some big ass rocks. It's pretty cool. You know, and the hiking's cool over there too. Yeah. So Yeah. So I'm excited. I mean we'll check out the site, which is like be tourists basically. Yeah. I'm not gonna cool. um 
spend my entire time there in a casino. Um, I'll check it out, but yeah. that's not just like not my interest. Um, Have I, you been to San Diego yet? I haven't, but I want to go. You'd love it. Yeah. Pacific Beach, San Diego. My brother Jerry used to live there, but I went there. I've been there twice so far. Something about that place is cool. You know what That's I've heard? Awesome. So it's a big military population yep. there, just it like is. Newport. And um, one of the guys I know used to live there for a little bit, and he goes, uh, him and his girl yep. met there. And uh, they were both with different people when they moved there. He goes, he goes, San Diego is one of my favorite places, but don't move there with your girlfriend because you're going to break up. He's really? Like, he, said, he said, like, that's like, uh, it happens often. Yeah. Because, like, it's beautiful out, there's plenty of stuff to do, yep. and there's just a ton of, like, just good-looking, like, single people around. Mm. And he's like, like, all right. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> gym, the best gyms, they have the oldest gym, in the, one of the oldest, actually the oldest bodybuilding gym in the country out there. Yeah. Which is, like, walking in a time vault. You, you really like it. It's pretty cool. And then they have like cool like hiking spots, like nice three hundred foot cliffs overlooking the beach. You got good walk surfing down. there too. The surfing is yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So check that out too. Uh, yeah, I'll be gonna go that back out. soon. Yeah. Um, do you have any trips planned? Well, I'm I'm in the process of deciding whether we go Florida or San Diego. Oh, really? I want to see the west coast of Florida. I haven't seen that yet, but I like Fort Lauderdale. That yeah. place is lit. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'm trying to think what's what's on the West Coast. Like when you get Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. Um they say Petersburg. Naples, Naples is nice. Naples. I don't know anything about it though. You been to the Keys? No. Key West would be a good no, place. I to heard go. it's cool. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Key West yeah. would be a good place to go. Um I wanna see Texas too. Oh, I should go to Texas. Yeah. Austin. I heard Austin's Austin's sweet. a place to go. I haven't go. seen that yet. I wanna cool. That's that'd be, um that'd be pretty cool to go check I it out. I think that's Matthew McConaughey's favorite place in Texas. Austin. Rogan lives in Austin now too. Our boy. That'd be a sweet place to yeah. go. <laughs> um, cool. And then one one more one last rapid fire. Sure. Put rapid fire in your quotes. All right. But uh one book that's impacted your life. Ooh. One book. Um, well, I have to go with the Arnold Encyclopedia. Of course. Of course. Go with that. I mean Big impact on my life too. That book educated me from Ground zero. Mm-hmm. Still, I still look back at it to this day. There's so much in there that you can't pick it all up at once. No, no. But when you, you know, like as a trainer, and you're d- helping people on a daily basis, it's good to consistently kind of like redo your education mm. so that you stay sharp. You know what I mean? Of course, so, of course. Um, Refresh yourself on it. That book keeps me sharp. I got more out of that book than all of my classes that it took to become a trainer. Oh, I, I bet. I know it sounds funny, but like... I bet. It's, you know, you get the book, the scientific book that breaks down, you know, all the terms and the, mm. everything, but something about hearing the same exact science, but in more, you know, understandable English from a person practical. who became the best at it in the world. Yeah. I'll take that over that all day. You, you know what's crazy too? Um, I want to get back to your uh, training cert in a second, because I'm curious about that. Yeah. But... Uh, Everybody gives Arnold credit for, like, oh, he won Mr. Olympia. He um, became the governor of California. Mm. Um, He's a movie star. Terminator. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people, and it should be recognized, too, that he helped write this, like, giant encyclopedia. They think he's, like, a dummy. Yeah. But he's not a dummy. Yeah. He's a smart dude. Yeah. Like, that thing is thick. Yeah. It's almost like he, like, wrote a dictionary. Like, that thing is thick. Like, he published... he had that published, like... It's like reading his memoir. 
Yeah. The, you know the first like hundred pages. It's yeah. All about, like his mindset. And that's like that's, that's, a, cool. that's a huge accomplishment to be able to put, put a yeah. pr- produce a product like that. It's crazy. And he break, yeah. and the coolest part is he, he gives you like the history. He doesn't just like tell you how to work out. He tells you like this is where work this is where bodybuilding started, and he leads you into it. And he tells you all the little basics and yeah, you know, where how it evolved to where it is now. Mm. Pretty cool. Mm. You know, I like that a lot. Yeah. But um, and what's and your so, favorite book? What do you like? Ooh. What you got? Um, so I've I've said. Green Lights from Matthew McConaughey. Great book. I gotta read that. Oh. Very good things. Let's do it on Audible. Okay. Hear him, you gotta it. hear him talk, right? It's really yeah. good. Um, Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins. Okay. Another good one on Audible because he narrates that as well. You hear his voice the whole mm-hmm. time? Woo! I'm down. <laughs> and then um, my third one, which I said this on a recent podcast, but that's all right. Um, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. Okay. He narrates Love that Jocko. too. <laughs> All dude. three of those guys narrate those books. I love so, this podcast. Dude, it's a, it's a great book, too. Mm. It's a great book. Um, I got a book for you. It's here. It's called uh, it's called Night okay. by Eli Weisel. Okay. He's, a, he's a Holocaust survivor. Okay. Um, he survived Auschwitz, which is like the worst concentration yeah. camp. Yeah. And this guy talks about the whole experience from being taken from the ghettos and put into a camp and the whole thing. It's pretty crazy. It's a, it's a short book. Too. It's not like 200 pages, not even. Wow. I remember yeah. reading that when I was little, and I've, like, I'm talking like middle school, and to this yeah. day, I still remember that book. So, that's that wild. One, that was cool. Another good one I have uh, read relatively recently was, um, uh, shoot, it's the mountaineering one up Everest. Oh, I heard the about that. Is, one. The name's escaping me. Right I think now. I know what you're talking about. Um, let's do a quick fact check, see if I can hit Everest. I also read most of the perfect Into Thin Air. Mm. Into Thin Air, that's a great book. Mm-hmm. I just I listened to that one on Audible. I haven't read it, but I heard good things one. about it. And then um, the Perfect Storm, I actually haven't finished reading it. I forgot it. I even had it, but that's that's another good one too. Do you like watching movies or re- reading the book better? What do you like better? Um, I think I'd go with like the typical cliche answer of like I like the uh, experience of reading the book, but yeah. I actually prefer listening. I'd rather listen to it. He'll listen to the book read to you. Yeah. Okay. I'd rather listen to it. Yeah. Huh. When I'm driving. Yeah. That's that's the best way I think. Mm. And but then I would like I would still love to watch the movie afterwards too. I think the movie's great. Yeah. But I think I think if you read the book first, because I think if you uh, watch the movie first, then you kind of have the pictures already painted in your head for you. Yeah, and then sometimes they mess up, like what yeah. the way that you think of it. That's yeah. why I don't even mess up, mess with the yeah. book versions. <laughs> yeah, go with the movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I think, um, I think I, I, I read uh, like the Lord, like the first Lord of the Rings book. Oh, cool. And like I had like the characters pictured in my head, yep. and then I watched the movie. And I'm like, that's not what that dude looks like uh-huh. in my head, and I'm like, that's not how I picture yeah. that play out. But um, those movies are bomb. They're good. I Don't love be them. dude. I love those them. Are the best. I love them. <laughs> um, cool. All right, so let's um, let's get into we'll get into your training cert a little bit, but yeah. I just want to get into a little bit of like your fitness journey. Like, how did it start? Um, basically, you. I mean, you grew up. You grew up in the area here. Yep. Um, High school wrestling. Yeah, my whole life. That was a good good experience. It was a I say it was the worst best experience in my life <laughs> because it gave me everything I needed to do what I'm doing now, but it also messed me up physically. And I'm mm. still still trying to recover a little bit. Um started wrestling when I was little. I was like a four or five year old. I used to watch my brother Tom 
and Jerry, uh, my brother Tom started his sophomore year of high school mm. and was in one of the toughest weight classes, and he was actually wrestling heavier kids. Mm. And he ended up taking fifth his senior year, but to take to even place at States, coming from almost zero wrestling background, two years fresh into the sport wrestling yeah. is crazy. And he was a real strong dude. Um, and watching him wrestle, and then Jerry was like a speed machine, and he went undefeated his senior year. So watching them two as a kid, I kind of took you know Tom's aggressiveness and Jerry's swagger and put it all into one. You know, <laughs> nice. I copied them you know, a little yeah. bit. And it, it turned me into like a super wrestler as I got better. Um, but the main thing with wrestling was it was more about confidence. It was a, it was a mental game because mm-hmm. um, you're you know in a team sport you're with a team and you're you can be a little bit protected from. Um, being vulnerable sometimes when you're on a team sport. And it's not a bad thing, but yeah. like wrestling, you go out there, it's just you and somebody else trying to pin you. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. um, you know, it's tough. It's a tough, especially as a little kid. I used to, when I was like six, seven years old, I was so scared of wrestling. Like I was afraid of the sport. I used yeah. to hide under bleachers. And the coach, he used to come and find me and, and scream at me, throw me on the mat. Like that's how scared I was. And like... I went from that, and even I even had that kind of fear, even as like a little kid going into middle school, and a little bit even into high school. And it wasn't until like my sophomore year of high school when I wrestled um, in one of the best weight classes as a sophomore, and I was still kind of developing at the time. Um, and I wrestled. What high school was it? Oh, I, I was at Middletown originally. Yeah, yeah. And then I transferred to Hendrigan. Nice. But you know, when I was a sophomore, I, the confidence came uh, once I wrestled with a couple of really good kids. Um, out of state kids mm. from Pennsylvania. I don't know if oh, you know yeah. about wrestling. Wrestling, the best wrestlers come from Pennsylvania, <laughs> New Jersey, Cali, but mainly Pennsylvania. If you go to a national tournament, most of the kids in the finals are from Pennsylvania. Hmm. That's just the way it goes. So we used to go down there like every weekend and wrestle against kids from Pennsylvania. And I wrestled a couple kids who who placed top uh, top six in the state down there wow. and got my ass whooped. Yeah. But um, you know, after going down a few times, started getting a lot better. And that sport taught me a lot of discipline, got me super focused, got me really into working out originally. I mean, I was always into working out as a little kid. Yeah, yeah. But in order to wrestle, you got to be in shape. Yeah. you got to be disciplined. You can't be, if you have excuses or if you have any kind of, you know, mental weakness, someone else is working harder, tough shit, you're going to lose. You know what I mean? Dude, so, yeah. So, you knew you wrestled for a year. Yeah, that's going to say, like, I wrestled for a year and... uh from what I remember it, as far as all the sports I did, those were the hardest practices and hardest workouts. Tough. Out of any sport I tried. Yeah. They were tough. Like every every uh, every practice, like the actual drilling was really hard, but then they added additional like strength work and conditioning oh, on top yeah. of that. And it was just like, oh, this is brutal. I know. That's probably why I didn't I mean, last. you add cutting weight to it. Cutting weight yeah, was the worst part. Yeah. You know, like my freshman, yep. sophomore year. Freshman year didn't cut that much. Sophomore year, I weighed about between 180 and 185 but I used to wrestle 170 so we'd cut like yeah. 12 to 15 pounds yeah. yeah and that's a lot of weight as a someone whose body's growing at the time yeah you know and then my, my junior year I transferred to Hendrickin and I said I'm done with cutting weight mm-hmm. so I weighed 185 pounds but I went and wrestled 220 because I was like screw it and one of my buddies was wrestling 95 that year so I was like that's your weight class I'm gonna go take 220 and had a great season. My it was just my junior year. Uh, got to um, so you wrestling big kids, big kids. And the, the the funniest part of my junior year was I went up. We went up to this 
this meet up in uh, Vermont. We wrestled this really good team. They were at the time, I believe they were top twenty in the nation. The school, the Bennington, Vermont, and they, I went out and wrestled some kid. Didn't even know who he was. It was a senior night. Um, you know, I'm glad I didn't know who he was. But <laughs> I went out there and somehow beat this kid ten to nine. Like with like, wow. I'm talking ten seconds left. Got a last second takedown. One walked off the mat and found out this kid was ranked top ten in the country. Wow! In my weight class, and I, I if I had known that going in, I would oh, yeah. I would have probably been psyched out. You would have you would have probably played very defensive. Way too. more defensive. But I, I went out there like reckless and didn't give a shit. <laughs> I was like, this kid's talking crap. You went out there like Conor McGregor. I had no idea. And it, it, I'm glad I didn't know. I really yeah, am. Yeah, yeah. So, but that match was where the back was originally broken. Um, uh, that's okay. where. Um, originally hurt myself, and then two weeks later we went to states, mm-hmm. and I was already hurting going into the tournament of states, and that's where it all fell apart. I, I, I think I was in the semis or, or um, quarterfinals, and you know something happened. I didn't something didn't feel right. I was in the middle of a match, and I remember coming off the mat. I couldn't even stand up. I laid on my back, you know, sciatica, mm-hmm. to the most extreme pain uh, you can think of. Yeah. But um, next day we came back. I had the um, injury default out of the tournament or out of the winner's bracket mm-hmm. at my junior year. And, you know, the next day we came back and my coach came over to me and he said, we need you to wrestle back and take third. Because technically, even though I injury defaulted out, they put me into the loser's bracket. Hmm. So which would have been a forfeit for anybody who got to wrestle me. But I decided to throw that singlet on, put a back brace under the singlet, take like six Advil and suck it up. And I yeah. wrestled like a like a scarecrow because I couldn't really bend over. Yeah. I ended up that day wrestling back and winning four kids in a row, took taking third. Wow. And then it messed me up more. I ended up being oh, out. I bet. And then I had to miss New England's and once you, I think once you hurt yourself like that, especially in that kind of sport, yeah. you can't move the same. No, so no. Coming back well, my senior year, I couldn't well, not move the that, same. Not that soon. No. I mean, no. think about like, it's, years. it's a different injury, but think about like an ACL tear. Mm. You're not going to play the same after, even if you're fully rehabbed with an ACE after you tear yourself. Same thing. At least not for a, like probably a year. Yeah, you need. You, know? you probably need almost two, if you think yeah. about it, for yeah. it to get back to that level. Right. You know. Right. So at that time, I was already a junior, and I went back to my senior year, and I started off well. I was wrestling good, but then I tore my right shoulder, and my dad sat me down. He's like, listen, you're done. Like, stop trying to. Yeah. Like, you're not you going to get anything out of this. You're going to hurt yourself, blah, blah, blah. So I just like, all right. I can make money wrestling unless you're in the Olympics. Yeah, and even so, then, how much are you really gonna make, like make wrestling? Not a lot. Not <laughs> yeah, a lot. No. And it's unfortunate because the guys, sports just don't make money. Those dudes on the top level, they're, I think, some of the best athletes on the planet. Yeah, and they get paid nothing. Yeah, so it's it's crazy when you think about it. Same with the Olympic weightlifters; they don't get they don't get paid. It's terrible. Jack. Yeah. You know. They get well, they, they get sponsorships though, don't they? A little bit. Yeah, you can get but a sponsorship, but they're like, not rich though. But for example, right. like there's a donation page. Yeah. There's a donation link on the USCW website, like donate to help the athletes. So they need it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I saw something the other day. About Imagine the seeing that on the fucking Patriots page. Terrible. Donate to help the Patriots. I saw like I think it was Finland or Sweden, and their yeah. their Olympian makes if they get the gold, they get a million dollars from that country. Wow. But the US, I think it's like thirty-seven thousand. Wow. Like, yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. We got all that money. We gotta get. We should reward our Olympians, in my opinion. If you get a gold, you should yeah. be taken care of. You yeah. Know, forever. Right. Forever. Yeah. You know? Why not? It should be the government's responsibility. Yeah. I don't know. Award your Olympians. I like that. I but, like that. Yeah, that's that's the history with my wrestling? wrestling background. I had right. to stop. I, my dream was to go on and wrestle in college. I wanted to wrestle in college. 
Um, but uh, went down a different path. The injuries were unfortunate, but hey, I wouldn't know you if I wasn't injured. You know what sure. I mean? I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been a trainer. I wouldn't have gotten to bodybuilding. I would never have done half the things I've done over the past few years without actually breaking. I cracked my sacrum. Mm-hmm. And now you know, I tore the hip, all that bullshit. But <laughs> hey, it's all good. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so is, is that, like you said, like, is that what got you into bodybuilding? Was that the next step for you? I was I was honestly into the bodybuilding for, at, at a young age. My mm-hmm. original inspiration, like I'm talking OG, Sylvester Stallone. Oh yeah. To this day, I think Stallone had the best physique out of anybody in okay. Hollywood. Anybody, even I, for me, I think he looked better than Arnold because yeah. he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't like he didn't have that Mr. Olympia look, but right. he had just like a more like just a, he was Rambo, rugged. Man. Just he was Rocky and Rambo. Yeah. You can't beat that. Yeah, you know. So growing up watching Rocky movies and all that, that's what got me into bodybuilding. Yeah, and then wrestling and the bodybuilding training helped my wrestling a lot. Oh, I bet. Um. You know, it wasn't strict bodybuilding regimen. It was like bodybuilding, like kind of like what you do with CrossFit, same kind of yeah. thing. I incorporated bodybuilding techniques to strengthen my body so that I could be a better athlete. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sylvester Stallone, man. He's the OG. <laughs> I Motivation. like it. I like it. So, so, after wrestling, after high school, um, you're, you're, is that when you started training? Started become, becoming a trainer? Yeah, so what happened was... We were, it's kind of a funny story because growing up, I always did, I, for some reason, I always looked up to all my brothers, but mm-hmm. for some reason growing up, I always, like when I was a little kid, I remember wanting to do what Jerry did. Yeah, yeah. He played soccer. I wanted yeah. to play soccer. He wrestled. I wanted to wrestle. It was kind of weird. But then as we got older, he got into bodybuilding and I was still wrestling at the time and I wasn't really all in bodybuilding at the time. He got into bodybuilding and he did a show and he won. And it was pretty crazy because it changed the whole dynamic of his life at the time. And it was super motivating from my perspective because, you know, I was his little brother seeing him, cheering him on. It was pretty cool to see, you know, him go win a big show like that. And then, and especially it was natural too, no, no yeah. drugs, none of that. And yeah. then he started this business from that bodybuilding show. And a lot of people got inspired by it. a huge group of people in Newport. And they all, you know, hopped on the train and it's built. It's been five years. Yeah. It's actually six years now. Yeah. And it just keeps going. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. that's that was the the motivation. The, the effects of, the, I would say the main thing that got me into it was the positivity mm. around him, um, like the effects he had on people. Mm. So like seeing him change lives yeah. and seeing how he was affecting people, like by him winning a show and then becoming a trainer and then helping people transform. I was still in high school. I was going through a crappy time at the time. Seeing him do that. I was like, I want to do the same thing. That's that's sweet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, that's what got me into it. That's awesome. You know? And I didn't want to go to college because I yeah. didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so I knew fitness would be my way. Nice. It's going to stay that way too. Yeah. You know? I mean, going back to what you said, like um, like tra- him like transforming people. Yeah. Like you can just see that like and like helping people out and like mm-hmm. that's his passion. That's your passion. You can see that that's part of the culture of the gym here. Like yeah. you walk in, um, it's not your typical like global gym no. everybody knows each other mm-hmm. everybody's friends everybody's accepting of each other right like um, the post he put on Instagram today he's like um, we no matter who you are blah 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 like we'll accept you like yep. you're like your family basically no matter what you, you look at the wall like all the people like the before and after pictures all the people he's helped just like goes all all on the wall like the amount of people like yep. 
that we both you both have helped. All the trainers yeah. have helped, you know? So it's it's a cool culture here. And the coolest part too is, you know, most of the people that are that are on that wall, um, they're still good. Yeah. Like they're still healthy. Yeah. They're still doing well. I mean, yeah. some of them of course, you know, have you know, problems and some things that don't always work out, but like I would say a good eighty to ninety percent of the people that have received results from, you know, our our beliefs and what we what we preach, uh, have kept them. And good. that's the secret, I think. Yeah. Longevity, keeping people going, you know. That's that's the hardest part. Yeah. I mean it's obviously it's hard to make a transformation mm. but it's even harder to keep it. And I think the I think the the coolest part about this gym too is like the realness because, mm. you know, sometimes when people get into when someone comes off the couch and they don't, they're they you know they're insecure or whatever it might be and they're going through a hard time and they want to change their life it's it's like uncomfortable at first you don't want to expose yourself right away but the best part about what we do is make you feel uncomfortable like <laughs> take your shirt off you know what i mean yeah take yeah let's take a photo of what you look like right now yeah and no other gym would make you do that you know but that's i think that's by exposing what you're i mean you gotta you gotta look right. at the problem before you fix this it this is you know you, you take a good hard look at yourself and like this is where i am yep instead of kind of like all right i'm i can do that later i'm yeah. gonna look at that later like, i'm not i'm not ready to do that yet right. like no this is where you're at and this is where we're brought to work from I like that, yeah. Yeah. It was a funny, uh, we had a funny moment one time, it was a couple of years back when we had clients, they were struggling with like uh, temptations, wanting to go mm-hmm. out and eat like crap and drink and all that bull crap. And Jerry looked at one of the people and he was like, whenever you want to eat bad or like not be disciplined with what you're doing and just be lazy, just go in the mirror by yourself, take all your clothes off, look at yourself <laughs> butt naked yeah, and ask yourself, is it worth it? You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. Then, it actually helped this person. This wow. person was able to lose another fifty pounds at the time, and wow. they they got into a lot better shape. But so that like for some people that works, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you got to go right after them and yeah. tell them how it is. You know, I so. I like that. I I like that a lot. I mean, it, it, different things work for different people, obviously. Yeah, of course, but like course. when I'm at home, I try to be like shirtless all the time. Yeah, you know, like it it just makes me uh, I don't know. It allows me to think more about things, right? Like you know what I'm putting in my body, like yes. how I'm living, like you know stuff like that. So. It's a paint. It's a constant piece of artwork that yeah. you're trying to improve. Yeah, you know, and right. If you don't look at it all you the time, the body. you got to know what's going on, man. <laughs> it's, it's right. It's important. So, um, which kind of brings us. Uh, I might be skipping ahead a little bit. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but kind of brings us to our next point. Yeah, what up? are you doing right now for nutrition? So I've I have like a. Um, I'm going through a pretty cool phase right now, honestly. Um, I'm learning about the carnivore diet. I'm actually doing it. I'm on the, my 17th or 18th day, I think, 18th day. Okay. I could be off by a day, but I'm on day 18. Um, I feel like a little kid again. No joke. Like You know when you're a little kid and you're like playing in the neighborhood and you got energy, you can go all day, and your yeah. parents are like, come inside, it's time to go to bed. And you're yeah. like, no, nah, I'm not going inside. That's how I feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... I'll train like 10 clients in a row. I'll work out twice and I'll get to the end of the day and I'm like, what's next? Yeah. I'm not ready to go to bed yet. You know what right. I mean? So I feel good. Um, That's awesome. Energy's through the roof. Um, I've, I've tried a lot of different nutrition plans. Um, I've been on, I've been very disciplined with food um, in, you know, a healthy way over the past, you know, six years. I got into the nutrition side of it because I didn't really know anything. When you're, when you're a teenager, you don't really know much about food. Yeah. Um, but I, what got me into it was the shows. I started doing bodybuilding shows, and they, you know your coach puts you on a, you know five to six meal a day regiment. Um, and when you're getting ready for a show, you're in a deficit, 
So you're in a mm. caloric deficit and you got to make sure that your body fat is constantly going down, but while trying to retain as much muscle mass as possible. Right. Which is not easy when you're not taking drugs. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's a very difficult right. scientific process. Right. Um, but Maybe very calibrated. Yeah. I, I was feeling about, you know, I heard about the carnivore diet a couple of years ago. Uh, I, I'm a big Joe Rogan fan. He, mm -hmm. he started uh, the, the carnivore diet. He did it for about, I think, 40 or 50 days. And he had great benefits from it. He had great results. Um, and uh, I, I was, it interested me, but I never thought to do it. I was like, that's, that's cool, you yeah. know? Because at the time, what I was doing was, was kind of working for me. And I was mm -hmm. kind of content with it. I didn't really know much about anything else at the time. And then my oldest brother uh, recently just got on it. He's been on it for almost, I think, 70 days. He's getting close to wow. 70 days. And when I tell you, I don't see my oldest brother a lot. He's like 10 years older than me. And I'll see him like... You know, once every couple of weeks. Yeah. I hadn't seen him for probably like a month and a half, right? Yeah. And when I seen him, I was like, something looks different. Yeah. You look way better. Yeah. In my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, you yeah, look yeah. great. You know what yeah. I mean? Like his face cleared up. Like he looked like more energetic. Like everything looked better about him. He was leaner. Yeah. Um, I believe he, he dropped like 20 pounds of body fat. Like you could, there's a, his photo transformations speak for itself. Wow. And he, telling me he's got more power he's a jiu-jitsu fighter Tom. yeah he's yeah. been doing jiu-jitsu for like four or five years now yeah um and you know seeing him talk about how it's made him stronger it's made him more focused it's made him all this i'm like well let's give it a try you know what yeah. I mean? let's, let's do it so i started researching it for a couple of weeks before i got on it officially sure um mark bell is one of my favorite influencers i yep. like watching his stuff yep he does it all the time um and i also looked into like sean baker who started the diet and right. then uh Dr. Saladino, who's a, I believe he's a, um, he's a doctor in uh, cardiology, and I also think he's a doctor in, um, he's also a nutritionist, but he's also a doctor in, uh, um, in medicine, I believe. Okay, okay. And so he's, this guy is like crazy, top, like, yeah. talk about human being, like intelligence, this dude's yeah. like top of the notch. I listen to his podcast all the time, and just listen to him talk about food and the modern ways of how we eat on a daily basis, it just makes sense. You know what I mean? The way he talks mm -hmm. about it. So I was like, let's try it. So let's try it. One day, two day, three day. I'm talking like two, within two days, I was like, I feel more energy. Cause yeah. I was, I was like eating, I've always like, I've always had carbs in my diet, but I've never had, um, like an abundance of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always had them in, in the moderate range. Yeah. And recently I started bringing them up cause I wanted to put size on. And I'm talking like, you know, what you'd call healthy carbs. I'm eating tons of sweet potato, yeah. rice, good stuff. You know what I mean? And I was feeling like crap, like every day. Inflamed, mm -hmm. knees were hurting, back and hips were always hurting, elbows were hurting a little bit, tired, hitting fatigue walls at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon every day, mm. needing an enormous amount of caffeine to get through yeah, the day. Yeah. And I was just sleeping eight, nine hours every night. So yeah. I'm like, all right, something's wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I started looking into my blood type. I'm O negative. I did a lot of research into people whose blood type O negative or positive, and it's been proven that these people have um, more success on lower carbohydrate diets mm. and high protein, which high protein has always been my thing. So I got into you know more reading, more research, and then I was like, screw it, pull the trigger. And I'm telling you, like, for me, it's worked out really well so far. I feel great. I feel a little stronger. Nice. Um, more energy of the day. 
I feel it's hard to explain. I feel more focused because I'm yeah. already, you know me. I'm already a focused dude. Yeah, yeah, like I'm yeah. locked in all day long. Yeah. But when I tell you, like, I feel like I've been like programmed 20% more focused. <laughs> with every person yeah. that I'm with, all just dialed it's, in. It's awesome. So nice. for me, it's working. Um, for my brother, it's working. Nice. Um, everybody that I've talked to that's tried it has had success. And the only negatives I've heard so far. Um, is the digestive issues in the first two weeks. Once really? you get past the first two weeks, that goes away. You no longer have those problems. So, yeah, it's working out so far. And the coolest part, too, is I have no cravings. Like, I've always, I'm a normal person. I've always had, like, cravings. Yeah, Every yeah, now yeah. and then, I'm like, yo, let's get this, let's get that. Yeah. You know, but, like, now, if you put, like, ice cream in front of my face or, like, whatever it might be, I'm like, no. I care less about things like yeah, that. Yeah. I don't really yeah. care. Like, because the feeling that I have right now was more important than putting that in my mouth. You know what I mean? So I'd rather just keep going with what I'm doing right now. I'm going to keep doing it for probably like 30, 40 days and then... See what what you think about that. It's an elimination diet. So you're taking away most of the foods. Yeah, yeah. You're just sticking to your hunter-gatherer diet. Right. So I'm going to probably add in like one or two things that I actually do like. Yeah. um, And see what happens. So we'll see if there's any effects. So yeah, it's going well so far. Cool. That's a good experiment. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And the coolest part about, like, the advocates, the mainframe guys, like, you know, when you hear, like, I'm not knocking on any other diets, but, like, you know, when you hear, like, vegans talk about their stuff? Yeah. Most of the time, they're, like, be a vegan, you know? Like, let's let's get on the same page. It gets culty. Yeah, it gets culty. These guys are just, like, look, this is what our ancient ancestors used to eat. Yeah. This is how we evolved to become who we are, heavy amounts of um, saturated fats and meat. Yeah, and that's why we are who we are today. And they just tell you the facts, and then they tell you if you want to do it, try it. Yeah, but you don't need to do it. You don't need do whatever to. Whatever you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why pushing, I like about them. They're not ethically pushing it. No, they're not pushing it on you yeah, that's, at all. I think so. that's where vegans get it wrong yeah. a lot of times. Like, yep. sure, you you have this diet, which is fine if you want to yep. try it. But if you're like ethically pushing on people, I think that's a, that's a turnoff. For it's a crazy. People, you know, so it, I, yep. I think they get it wrong that way. There are there are some really high level like I know the documentary. Um, yeah, the one on uh, Netflix. The one on Netflix about about vegan athletes. Yep. yep. Um, so there are a lot of athletes that have either transitioned to vegan or competed as vegan. So it's, yep. I mean, it's a it's a valid diet. Um, but uh, I mean, think I think so is carnivore. I know. You know? I agree. <laughs> so I agree. So. I think it's. I mean, I've seen the guys that have been doing it for. I mean, the baker has been doing it for five years now. Over yeah. five years, he hasn't had a carbohydrate in over five years, and this guy's. Still pulling 455 for reps, yeah. functioning perfectly. So, I think everybody's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think yeah. some people need certain foods, some people don't. You know? Yeah. So, um, to say, you know, we all need one the same thing, it's crazy because we're all right. built. It's like saying we all need to do, uh, you know, it's, it's like, well, we all need to do deadlifts, but it's like saying we all need to do like the same workout routine. Right. Like, no, because you're built different than me. And right. I need to do this and you need to do that to build your body this way and for me to build my body that way. It's the same thing with food. And I think there is something to it too. Uh, Before you make any drastic changes to Mm. your diet, like consult your like primary, your physician, like, um, you know, make sure, like you're a healthy guy so you're okay but like, if you're if you're overweight, if you have all these comorbidities, like health conditions, mm. maybe talk to your doc too before like you make, make make a vast change. That's the crazy part about carnivore too is because over the past, you know, 60, 70 years, there's been a war on meat. Yeah. Especially red meat. Yeah. And we've been kind of taught, like we've grown up to believe that meat gives you heart disease. 
Right. And that's right. not fair to say that because right. there's no proof behind that. Right. So, yeah, there's a, there's a study recently about, um, I'm going to get it slightly wrong, I think. I think the study was called, titled The Eggman. Mm. And he just ate, like, an absurd amount of eggs per day. Really? Yeah, I'll have to look it up. Like the, um, I'll see if I can fact check it right now. But um, I don't know. It was something like nobody would ever eat that many eggs. Uh-huh. And uh, and they were like, well, and they took his blood cholesterol because they used to think like if you eat foods that are high in cholesterol, you're gonna get high blood cholesterol. Yep. But they found like like those two aren't always related. No, it's just LDL, you know, HDL. And a lot of times yeah. they're not even related yep. at all. So um, that was a um. That was, that was a big study, and they're like, oh, okay. And, and they was fine. Yeah. And just, yeah. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I'm completely fine. Yep. Um, this guy that, that's been doing it for five years, he gets his blood tested, I think, every two months. Yeah. And yeah. it's just smart. His heart functioning has increased by, like, I, I think it was like 20 something percent over the past five years since he started it. And do you have the whoop? Uh, um, I you, and you know what? It? it broke and I'm waiting on a whoop to give me a new one. So what's whoop. it called? What's the Shout guy? out Whoop if you're listening. Send yeah. me my Whoop, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what's that? What's that thing? Um, it's it's like something about your heart on the app. Um, um, heart rate variability. Heart rate variability. So my brother has been doing this for like 70 days, and he said that his heart rate variability has increased like exponentially since since he started this new diet. Mm. So for him, it's worked too. And um, I'm not I'm not afraid. You know, I love it. I think it's great. And it's super satisfying. I don't, you know, feel like hungry at the end of the day. I feel good. Yeah. Satisfied. So. Um, and uh, here, here's a study. This guy uh, was 88 and he ate 25 eggs a day. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Um, They're bomb, man. They're good. Yeah, yeah. I'll eat them all day, too. Um, I, was, I, I made a funny comment the other day on, on Instagram. I said, we live in a society right now where... You know, if you can go eat candy and you can eat five bowls of Lucky Charms and, you know, it's okay. But right. if you have more than three eggs a day, you're going to get heart disease. That's what we're taught. Right. It's crazy. You know what right. I mean? So. And I mean, there are, there are, I mean, things to be careful with. That's what I said. Like, like, consult your physician. Like, if you already have some underlying things going on. But, um, yeah, if you're, if you're a healthy guy, it seems to be, like, a pretty yep. like, a good diet for you. So. Um, it's working. Yeah. It's good. Um, let's, uh. Let's move on just slightly yeah, into uh, bodybuilding right, competitions. Ooh. <laughs> When's the next one? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, like, the thing about competitions is you put a ton of work in, mm. and um, I'm talking a lot of work, yeah. like an insane amount of work. And it could come down to the guy beating you because, you know, he might look better or because he is related to the judge or yeah. he knows the judge. So it's Politics. a very political sport. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what I loved about wrestling was because if you win, you win. It's clear. Yeah. You, know, you were better. Or any kind of sport. You know what I mean? That's what... Bodybuilding, it's like a beauty contest yeah. a little bit. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I kind of got turned off to the competing side of it. Right. The lifestyle side of it, I'm all in. I'm like fully intrigued. Mm-hmm. But as far as doing a show... Um, I think I need a couple years to yeah. increase. I, I, I've I've like thought about jumping in on one maybe like this summer. Yeah. I still might. Yeah. I'm thinking about it because I love competing. I love yeah. it. it's fun. Yeah. Um, I love being shredded. I love being in the best shape because you know the you get to a certain place in your mind when you get that lean. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. hard to explain, but you feel great. 
So, um, thinking about it, probably not for a little bit though. Mm. Probably, I want to give it a couple more years. It's been two years since my last show, um, and it was a good, it was a good prep. I came in like, I remember doing the test. I came in under three percent mm. body fat at the time, like crazy lean, like about to drop dead lean. That's how lean I was. Yeah. But um, to do it, you know, to do shows consistently all the time is not the healthiest route. Sure. Because sure. if you're lean for too long, you're, you're not going to develop. You know, it's right. bodybuilding, you know. So yeah. doing shows all the time, you're depleting. Right. So, um, and especially with this new nutrition uh, journey I'm going down, uh, I think it's smart to not jump in on a show when I'm still learning how to eat this new, mm. you know, regimen and still learning the foods that work best for my body. So I think once I master... Um, my own personal nutrition with my body because it takes, they say it takes a decade to figure it sure. out. Sure. So, um, once I figure it out, I think then we'll start doing them again. But I think, I, I think, you know, doing it also at the age of, I'm only 23 is if, you know, if you're doing a show at 23, it's a little bit of a disadvantage because you're going up against guys in their thirties. You, you see Jerry, just more muscle maturity. He's been yeah. doing it longer. Um, so you're kind of going into a show with a little bit of a disadvantage, unless you have great genetics and you're, you're already past your, you know, um, like what you, you should be expected of the age group that you're in. But, mm. you know, I don't, I don't want to play with drugs or anything like no, that. So, no. um, you know, the only, the, the, the sad part about bodybuilding right now is that the only true way to really get far in the sport yeah. is to play with drugs. Well, I like so, how they have the two different like basically categories they have the drug free and they have the yeah we don't the problem with that though is a lot of the there's a lot of kids that compete Mm -hmm. i've met them personally they compete and they're actually taking stuff but they pass the polygraph test and i'm Uh, like dude go compete in npc you know what i mean like there should be there should be an outrageous fine for like losing the polygraph we get banned if you if you get caught banned for life i think seven years but Hmm. um I will say the competing is fun. Yeah. Like it's a fun process. It's a fun journey. It's it's a test on yourself. It's and not only that. Every time I've ever done a show, I've noticed my clients all improve. It's so weird. Yeah. I'm so fucking. You lift them in. up with you. Yeah. They come. They come with the with the you know with the territory of me yeah. in pursuit of a goal. Mm-hmm. So that's. That's a cool part. That's my favorite it's part. Contagious. That's my favorite part about competing. Yeah. It's not the comp- it's not the show, but it's the effects I have on other right. people around me, especially right. through social media too. Like people yeah. that hit me up and they're like, "Yo, like you keep me motivated, keep me going. I appreciate that." So that's it's cool to have that. Yeah, a little bit, of, even if it's one it, person. It's cool to have like a set date of like something you're working towards too. Hell yeah. You know, like, this is the date, this is when I have to be ready, this is what I'm training for, this yep. is, you know, it's cool to have that. You're like that too, huh? Yeah, I always need a Same. competition, I always need a competition yeah. down the road, which I don't have any right now. I got a couple of CrossFit ones coming up. Dude. Yeah, local, local meets, so that'll be fun. But. I feel like if there's no date or there's no result, yeah. end, end goal, I just feel like there's more room. It's like, it's kind of like the thing where if you knew you always had tomorrow, yeah. You wouldn't care about today. Yeah. Right? right? So if you know that you have all this time to improve, mm-hmm. there's no there's no crunch time. There's no like, oh, I got to I gotta work harder. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I have tomorrow. I can keep coasting and doing this. Right, right. So then you start settling, and then you start getting lazy, and then mm-hmm. it's just, it's, I think it's a recipe for disaster. So I think it's important to have goals, milestones, yeah. set markers, you know yep. what I mean? Dates so. or goals with a timeline. 
Absolutely. Because, I mean, look at some of the people that come to uh, train with you. Yeah. Like, I have to get ready for this wedding in this many weeks. Mm. I have to, like, get ready for this. Like, I have to get ready for this. Like. But the main the main part about that, too, is that, that can also be da- a downside because True. they'll be like, oh, I want to be looking good for this date. And then and they then, get to the and date. And then what? And then that's it. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this ain't summer camp. You know, like, I tell them. Yeah. I'm like, first thing I do tell them, I'm like, listen. Mm-hmm. I love that you want this goal. Yeah, it's great. It's like, very motivating. It's awesome, and it's yeah. gonna get you going. It's gonna light the fire under your belly before mm-hmm. every training session. You're gonna want it, but you need to understand something. Once that date's over, what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? You're gonna stay with yeah. it. Yeah. So that's that's what you have to. Ask Most people, people won't. Most people won't. So that's you know that's mean? good. You tell them that from day one. Day one, you gotta. That's the first thing you need to tell them <laughs> because. <laughs> yeah. If you don't, and then you jump on their train, and you're like, "Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's get to that goal." And yeah. then they fall off, and they hit and the goal. They're good. They know that See you, you weren't there. They they know they didn't care about. They didn't. They know that you didn't really care about yeah. their overall, you know, health. Right. So that's the main thing. It's helping people um, keep results long term. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the main. That's my main focus with people. You know, yeah. and I've had I, I have a pretty good client base right now, and. I would say more than half of the people that I train have been with me for a good amount of time. A couple mm-hmm. of my clients have been with me for uh, coming up over three years now. Wow. And a couple of tra- great transformations. We're going to put together some good content to show you guys. Nice. But um, they've kept their results. And I think it's, you know, I think the crazy mentality that I bring is help these individuals just keep their keep their results and, just, and they're they're still not happy. They're like, I want to be this. Yeah, and it's not in an unhealthy way. It's not. It's, like, not, it's not unhappy like yeah. depression. It's like it's no, like, no, I see. What I don't. I, I don't want to yeah. settle for yep. when I know I can achieve more. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Because um, they. Because I mean, if you look, if you look at like one guy, for example, he when he started with me, you know, he was almost two hundred sixty pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, no confidence, no strength, nothing when he started. Um, nice dude. But he had work ethic. Like, he yeah. came in and he didn't give up. He started yeah. a lot of consistency. And then now he's at a point where he looks like he lifts. Like, he looks, he's got, like, legit muscle. And I'm like, damn, like, this dude is catching up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he looks great. He's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he can be my training partner soon. Yeah. And he's, like, you can still, I can still see his, like, the same mentality he had since he started. Mm-hmm. He still sees that picture of himself that we took in the day one and it's been mm-hmm. almost three years and it's pretty badass to see somebody like that. There's not a lot of people like that. It's cool, you know? So that, Something you said kind of just reminded me a little off topic but yeah. do you have someone and it could be it could be uh, your brother that you look after as far as like I want to get where they're at like their motivation to me I want to like it could be like as far as physique or like training they're mm-hmm. like like oh that, that person motivates me and like I want to um uh, like work towards that. Yeah, I think uh, I th- I, there's a few people. So, what's funny is like when I started bodybuilding, I was like, I want to look like this guy or this guy. Yeah, this guy. yeah. And then you find out that this guy's on, on 25 yeah. drugs. You know what I mean? <laughs> so then you're like, Yeah, yeah I guess I right. don't really want to. So look like I that can't guy. look like that realistically. But <laughs> right, right. However, I'm not gonna limit myself and mm-hmm. say, Oh, I can never look like that. I think I can look like the goal of whatever it is that I'm trying to achieve, mm-hmm. I just think it's going to take me longer because yeah. I'm not touching drugs. So it's going to take yeah. more consistency. It's going to take more discipline. It's going to mm-hmm. take uh, more years of work. So um, go back to Stallone. Mm-hmm. Seeing his mm-hmm. physique, I always wanted to look like that. Um, that dude was ripped year-round, yeah. always. Yeah. A um, couple, couple influences that I follow. Uh, I actually met him last summer. Uh, he's a completely different body than mine. 
Um, but his ideologies and what he believes in and the way he trains and his style and his swag. Artemis. You know Artemis Dogan, the guy that I showed you? Uh, he's uh, on Instagram. You probably don't remember, but he's a completely different body than me. Like, I'm talking like yeah. opposite. <laughs> but uh, he actually kind of looks like Jerry a little okay. bit. But this, this dude's uh, mindset. Yeah. So I, I kind of I'm more attracted to people's mindsets. Sure. That's what that's what gets me going, and I, yeah. I have a vision of what I what I want to look like. Yeah. Five year plan, ten year plan. I have it all yeah. mapped out. But, um, and it's funny because people will be like, "Why are you always taking photos of yourself? Or why are you doing that?" It's the same thing as you know, progress. Trying to paint a mural. Yeah. Or build a car or whatever. It's the same thing, no difference. You know. Yeah. You know, so somebody on the outside looking in, they might say, "Oh, it's a selfish thing to do," or whatever it is, but. No, it's just a different form of art. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's cool, so. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. It's from, does that um, answer your question? Yeah, Because I don't really have an individual no, I want to no. look like. So, but. From, uh, from my perspective, and like the sport I'm in with CrossFit, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a little easier to answer that question because there's some people that are always like, they lift more. There's some people that in my like that I know that like they always like either lift more or they like they can achieve higher scores in workouts. Yep. So their performance always like inspires me. I'm like, oh, I gotta do better. I gotta do better. I gotta yeah. do better. You know yep. what I mean? Um. So that's kind of where I what I was thinking with that. One of my friend actually the other day told me if this is what you had said that that brought this into my mind was like he like don't don't because I'm. My scores have been getting better. Mm. Partly because of the training we're doing. Let's go. <laughs> but he Hell goes, yeah. he goes, uh, and he's been training a little bit less. He goes, hey, man, don't slow down now. You were just starting to catch up. Because he's he's still like ahead of me with a lot of the scores. Whatever. Like, ah, all right. Nice. <laughs> and, but I use that as fire. Good. I use that as motivation. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's get it. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where I was thinking with that question. But uh, no. The, Good. The minds, it, it makes sense because with, cause with your sport, it's a little different. Different. Yeah. So the mindset makes a lot of sense. Because the genetic, can you talk about like, I guess like in CrossFit, like you could be better than somebody else by, you could work way harder. Yeah. And catch up and yeah. be better than the person that you're competing against. Right. Bodybuilding's different because you're dealing with genetics. You're dealing with genetics. You could have a guy that yeah. doesn't work out that hard. Right. And you could have somebody like me who <laughs> yeah. fucking trains like insane all the time. <laughs> yeah. Focus on everything he eats, focus on every hour of sleep he gets, mm-hmm. works out like a madman. So there's people out there that just they just have it. They're born yeah. with it. You know what I mean. Yeah. And all they gotta do is a little bit, and then they look crazy. You know what I mean. <laughs> so in order to be, a, I mean, so I mean, I, I think I have good genetics, but yeah. there's people out there with crazy genetics. You know what oh I mean? man! To try to compete with somebody else with better genetics or different than genetics, unrealistic. Yeah. Unrealistic. It's like trying yeah. to compare a truck to a sports car. Like the guy you, you were know? showing me of the carnivore diet. Yeah. Well, he he looked like at age like 15, just like an absolute beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Arnold at the age he was 15, born. Uh, oh, you talking Mike? Michael Hearn? He was like fifty. Oh, Michael Hearn, two seventy. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And now he stayed the same size his whole it's life. Like what? You know, I mean, Nuts. people want to call people like that for juice. You never know. There's people out there with crazy <laughs> genetics. Yeah, you know, there's gotta be. Even um, I mean, somebody locally here, a guy like Ash, big kid. He's a huge strong, dude. dude. Super strong. Super strong. And, uh, he's always been strong. I yeah. Mean, I remember in high school, this kid was, I, he used to call me over and be like, Zach, come over here. I'd be like, what up? He goes, can you spot me? I'm like, oh shit. Spot me right now. <laughs> I feel like I was spotting the Hulk. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was man. doing high school, taking 335 on the flat bench. That's nuts. Putting it up. Like, I'll, I'll, never, I'll never hit that weight in the flat bench. It's crazy. Whatever's <laughs> yeah. in that coffee, he's probably drinking yeah. something in that coffee, yo. Man. Doesn't even realize. Yo, he's strong. Um, and then one last uh, one last topic I want to ask you on. Yeah. It's sort of related. Um, Z Camp. Oh, yeah. What was the inspiration? Ooh. So, um, 
the inspiration originally came from, um, well, obviously what I do for a living. Yeah. And I thought in my mind, like, okay, I got like a good, like a really cool, diverse group of people that I work with on a daily basis. And I'm like, what if we bring them all together? Yeah. You know, they're all completely different. Like yeah. you and like Rebecca and Jerry and my girlfriend and two of my best friends who don't yeah. even work out that much. And yeah. bring them all together. I'm like, let's yeah. go. And Alan, who's completely different age group than us. I'm Tommy. Like, Tommy. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. The whole group. It was like, at first I was like, oh shit, like this, well, this doesn't work out. I was like super worried about that. At first. I was like, hey, that's the risk you're going to take. I was like, screw like it. That. Let's take yeah. the risk, you know? And then it ended up being like super cool. Yeah. It was like. I had a 50-year-old dude working out with an 18-year-old girl, and this 18-year-old yeah. girl's yelling, a 20-year-old girl yelling at him and telling him what to do. And then I'm like, this is dope. Like, yeah. This just shows you that, you know, bodybuilding and fitness is a very, uh, it's it's all about camaraderie. It brings people yeah. together, in my opinion. So that's yeah. why I thought it was cool. And that was what the inspiration came from. Mm-hmm. So the vision of seeing, you know, how a group of people that don't really have a lot in common but we all share similar fitness interests. Mm. I'll get together and go hard. See what happens. Yeah. It worked out perfect. That's awesome. It was fun. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I had a great time, man. Yeah, I'm glad you did that it. It was good. Which is, <laughs> I love that about you because, you know, like, I feel like a lot of people that I've met in the CrossFit community, oh, they're yeah. super close-minded to bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. You probably see that. Oh, yeah. So meeting you and then seeing you come to my camp, I'm like, this dude <laughs> is the man. He's like, there's no ego here. Like, this no. super open-minded. No. I love this, so... You know, and I, I love that how you're like, you're like, I'm going to go do jujitsu. I'm going to go do a bodybuilding <laughs> workout with Zach. And I'm going to go yeah. do my CrossFit. Like, that's dope. Yeah. You know I, mean? so, I, I like it all, man. I yeah. try it all. It's cool. Um, I will say it's CrossFit's, for the most part, getting a little better. Is it? Because, and I and I'm not, and I wouldn't say that CrossFit is high in injuries. Yeah. Um, especially if you look at CrossFit compared to like soccer, <clears> basketball, <throat> those sports have astronomically more injuries than CrossFit does. Okay. In general. Yeah. But if you compare CrossFit to bodybuilding, mm. there is higher injuries in CrossFit than bodybuilding. Yeah. Um, and it's just the nature of the sport. So there has been some like overlap of like CrossFitters using bodybuilding Definitely. to get better at CrossFit and like to help heal their injuries. Yeah. There's a lot of programs coming out that like. There's a guy named Marcus Philly who's doing like a CrossFit variation of functional bodybuilding. Mm. Um, the program Gina's doing is basically a CrossFit variation of like a bodybuilding cool. like program. Like there's a lot of like carryover now, so I think CrossFit is starting to like come to grips with like, okay, like yeah, we're kind of cultish <laughs> and we only like this, but yeah. actually we can learn a lot from bodybuilding. That's good. <laughs> you know? That's how it should be. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. You know what's you know what's like cool about bodybuilding too is like. People think about, it's kind of sad, people think about bodybuilding, they think of it these big juice heads on stage with bubble guts. Yeah, yeah. And that's not what it is. Bodybuilding is, is anybody, any level, any t- type of fitness that decides they want to change the way their body looks. Yeah. It's all bodybuilding in it. Yeah. It could be on any level. And they use it in every sport. If right. a guy comes off of an injury, they put him through a body, some sort of a bodybuilding mixed routine that's going to yeah. help him get back to where he was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean... It's open for anybody. You don't have to be a, you know, <laughs> you don't need to be tanned up. Yeah. Tanned, you know what I mean? They have none of that, you know? So. Right. <laughs> um, cool. So we'll start to wrap up. Yeah. Uh, anything in store, like, for the future? Anything you want to plug that, that that's going on? Bro, this next podcast was the next one. Let's go. Hey, let's go. Let's yeah. We'll, 10 episodes. We'll let's, go. In, let's go. Let's go. Number 20. <laughs> Number 20. Let me know. Um, I'm in. And then any shout outs? Any- shout outs. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> I have to think about that. Bullfrog Fit? 
Yeah, Bullfrog Fit all day. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're listening and you don't know who we are, come check us out. We're a private fitness facility in Portsmouth, Rhode Island. Um, we opened up a year ago during the pandemic. Um, put health before anything else. That's what we stand by. Everybody's welcome, no matter if you've never worked out before or if you're, you know, the most fit person on the planet. Anybody's welcome. That's that's what we do here. Love so. it. And uh, very last question. Uh, this is a tricky one, but if you have like a favorite quote, a favorite saying, or like a, some sort of mantra, um, let's say like you're driving on 95 South, you get one billboard, you took down the Rob Levine Uh-oh. advertisement, and you Uh-oh. can put you can put something up on the billboard for everybody to see driving down. Um, it could be something long, but like so- something that you want to like share to the people, something that uh, maybe something inspirational or um, something that would stand out to you. Whew. It's, a, it's a tough question. It's a tough question. I mean, I got a lot of quotes, but... <laughs> uh, I mean, if I was driving down the highway and I seen a billboard that said, go to the fucking gym. <laughs> you, don't, yeah. you know what I mean? I like it. I like it. If you want good material, though, like quotes, I'm talking like motivational quotes. Yeah. And like the best... like, like if, Let's say you have a hard time getting motivated to work out. I mean, yeah. You're having a day and you're just not feeling it. Yeah. There's a dude who I've listened to since the beginning of my fitness journey. His name's Greg Plitt. He okay. is a he was he was like the OG. He was one of the original um, men's physique competitors. Okay. Um, he's like the, he's like the, kind of like the Rich Froning. Yeah. He's like, you know he's one yeah. of the pioneers of CrossFit. Yeah. So this guy was just a freak, like just unbelievable. His work ethic was crazy. Dude was like the original YouTuber for bodybuilding, mm. like the OG, like one of the first guys to like start doing motivational speeches, raw, uncut videos, just him talking to the mic, no clips, yeah. no cuts, nothing. Huh. And uh, he passed away doing a uh, doing a video by accident. No and way. By a train. And this was in 2016. No way. Yeah, terrible. But his videos are all still up, and you can go watch them. And I'll tell wow. you, you could be any kind of athlete. Go watch his videos. Mm. You'll be like, he'll he'll move you. Like he'll yeah. he'll pump you up. So, yeah. Greg Plitt, check his. All right. If you got, if you need quotes, like talk about that billboard, <laughs> I, that's the first thing that came to my mind was his videos. So may may so, say go to go, to go the, on YouTube, go to the gym, Plitt. and then go on YouTube. Yes. Go go go, Greg Plitt. Hell yeah, that'll give you some inspiration. Yep. <laughs> I like that. That's a good go answer. Go to the fucking gym like, on the billboard right there. That's a, that's a good answer. <laughs> hey, that's good. good. Well, uh, hey, dude, it was fun. Thanks for having me, bro. Do it again. Appreciate it. Let's go. Um, Whatever you want. Sweet. Alright, Bull Rocket Studios, signing off. Sweet dude. That was dope. That was awesome, right? Good stuff. Appreciate yeah. that. That was fun. Dude, a lot of-